0: Hey y'all, thank you so much for listening to Podcast of People's War, and just as a content warning, we'll be discussing a variety of topics this episode, including white supremacist and fascist violence, colonial and settler violence, imperialist aggression, and violence targeted towards marginalized peoples and black and indigenous people of color. And with that, we hope you enjoy the episode. <laughs>
1: hi everybody welcome to another episode of Podcasted people's war it's uh been a little while but that's okay because time isn't real and i'm stressed um hi everybody <laughs> i'm Nell. Uh, i'm julius
0: and today we have a guest
2: hi my name is itlali <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right I'm y'all so oh it's fine that was good
1: that's cool i um, think that was top notch
0: <laughs> yes absolutely
1: A lot of things have happened this week so why don't we just jump right in um there was like a really a really bad coup that almost happened kind of not really
0: yeah honestly um i mean y'all probably have heard about it already uh it's been all over a lot of news outlets um one of the most striking things towards me that 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 i kind of noticed and in like a really weird stupid way is that they went through all the effort of like going into the Capitol and doing that. I mean, it maybe it didn't take that much effort because they were white supremacists and the police kind of just opened the doors on the way. But still, they just kind of just went in and sat down for a bit and then left. Like, I, I really... I, I didn't really <laughs> understand that part. But anyways, besides that...
2: Did, there was, like... Weren't there reports of people having, like, zip ties like to, like, kidnap...
1: Oh, yeah. I saw, I saw some people with, like, heavy-duty zip ties, which are... I think there's these like elastic alternative to handcuffs, which a lot of off-duty police officers keep on them. And also someone had those in like a sidearm, like a tiny pistol on him. So either a hostage situation was in play somewhere. Uh, someone came in with like really high expectations. And um, the idea is that like senators just like don't have any protection. um, Or I don't know. Maybe they just like had a really weird, maybe they're just like into really weird shit. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs>
2: Just on
1: them. Like might as well.
2: Carpe <laughs> idea. <Dia. laughs>
0: Why not? Um but yeah, like there were there are already several reports of like actual like off-duty cops or like police officers from like different states and different areas of the country traveling and participating in this and like the whole uh heavy duty zip tie thing uh most of those like, uh, materials are really only purchasable by entities such as, like, police departments. So, yeah, just another reason why the Capitol Police obviously did nothing to stop it from happening.
1: So, yeah, um, apparently there were reports of, like, 80-something people injured and um, 56 police officers were injured. So if you take out the injured police officers, I guess only 30 people were injured. Wow. Yeah.
2: <laughs> thank you <laughs> that was such a good joke wow thank you
1: i've been saving that i can't so
2: do that, so it kind of took me a while but...
1: <laughs> that's okay I see I feel that. so yeah for people who have been living under um a very very soundproof rock for the past three or four days um on wednesday the 6th i want to say yeah wednesday the 6th um a bunch of people, I don't think um, there's been an official count of how many ac- uh, how many demonstrators. Um, a shit ton of people uh, quote unquote breached the United States Capitol um, in order to protest the certification of the election results of um, President-elect Joe Biden. I had to hesitate before I said that because ugh. But uh, yeah, basically um, this attempt at I, God knows what, because intentions were probably over the, all over the place. I want to call it a putsch, um, which means unattempted, uh, successful, or failed overthrow of the government. Um, this putsch uh, prompted a lot of people to kind of fear the state of, quote-unquote, American democracy, um, kind mm. of a very fragile concept as we know it. But that's uh, in the minds of a lot of liberals, especially who saw this as a like an assault on democratic norms and stuff
0: yeah that was like that was, that has got to be my least favorite genre of tweet or maybe not my <laughs> least favorite but it's it's down there like the whole saving we need to save the soul that this country this is not america like that kind of stuff oh my gosh it it takes Bro, me so much energy to like
2: <laughs> that happens every week and like i literally tweeted about this by the way follow my twitter um <laughs> Wait, actually, it's going to take too long to explain it. But anyway, um, <laughs> what I tweeted was, um, oh God, like, people should just radicalize themselves because, like, at this point, there's so many things happening. Like, how do you still think that this country is worth saving? Like- I know.
1: <laughs> it's like, it's kind of like dropping a thing of ice cream on the floor and still feeling like it's worth, con- like, eating.
2: <laughs> yeah, and add, like, the the hot Texas, like, because I'm from Texas, Um, the hot Texas summer sidewalk that ice cream
1: is gone <laughs> oh yeah no that ice cream one could argue that that ice ice cream was never there to begin with the ice cream is a sett- <laughs> that ice cream is an illegitimate settler colonial entity i mean yeah, pretty secured much secured through genocide damn. damn that's deep that's this is some deep ice cream <laughs> um but yeah uh the excitement around these events um it was there was a lot of it i was kind of hooked to Twitter and the news all day when it was happening while I wasn't working um, but it didn't last very long um, I think the sizzle is kind of it's kind of going away at this point however we did see some negligible material action being taken um, mainly Donald Trump getting kicked off of Twitter and Facebook which I can purse I can celebrate myself <laughs> um, I think there are a lot of funny moments that I'll be missing um, and this is also like two little Way too little, way too late, but yeah, he got kicked off of Twitter and Facebook, and um, I guess the only alternative that he could return to, which is uh, Parlay, that app for like right wing conspiracy theorists, has been taken off of like Google Play and Apple. So uh, yeah, Um, but there are, of course, as with all things, broader implications for like like organizers and leftists and just marginal uh, marginalized people, you know, doing their thing.
2: Um and yeah i saw sorry, sorry go on interject um i saw like a few updates about biden wanting to um increase like the what the, the definition or i don't know something about like domestic terrorism but we all know who that's going to be used against yeah. <laughs> and it's not white supremacists mm-hmm.
1: yeah and it's like that um i think we might talk about this more later but this there's this attitude around white supremacists especially young white men like um young white supremacists especially especially um that they're just kind of like disenfranchised or down on their luck um, which, as we it sucks. see... sucks. They have it so tough. I know, and it's, like, so... <laughs> it's so paternalistic for some reason. There is this hand-wringing, especially among, um, like, white leftists, that, no, we could bring these people to our side.
2: Mm. Oh, God, I hate those. I hate yeah, those same. I know, <laughs> and I
1: find that idea extremely frustrating because even if these people are workers, um, uh, no, they're class <laughs> They it's... will still
2: kill people. <laughs> they they still want to kill like a lot of a lot of people yeah, so. and that
1: instinct isn't going to go away in like a timely in like a convenient amount of time for the movements that we're trying to build um like the movements that we're trying to build are trying to coalesce black and brown people and queer and trans people and uh abled and disabled people and we're not going to build that coalition by saying this person two weeks ago didn't want you to exist because he wants an ethno state. Now, welcome, please welcome Jerry. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Not to mention all the work of having to like make them okay with the people that they literally want to kill right now. All that work is gonna fall on the already marginalized, already oppressed people, like white white leftists. Like they just sometimes they just gotta.
1: Yeah,
0: I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of my frustrations with, like, white leftists and, like, white Twitter leftists, too, is just that why, why is it so instinctual to try to defend whiteness or to fall back and say, actually, like, I'm going to defend, like, violent racists and other people just because of their class position or uh, just because they are also, in some senses, victims of capitalism, but, of course, in different ways than marginalized peoples are. It, it's really strange to see like white leftists, especially just uh, the just be so defensive about that. It's like, are are you actually thinking about the interests of marginalized peoples? And uh, I mean, obviously, under a like settler state and under centuries of white supremacy, race and racial um what's it called uh d- like racial discrimination and racial differences. We're not necessarily. I'm not sure how I'm, I'm phrasing this, but like (laughs) racism exists and to just play it all off as another symptom of capitalism is missing some nuance i guess and i think that it's weird like marginalized peoples should be the first on your list of priorities and if you're more interested in What's it called? Like hodling fascists and ex-fascists. Oh my god! And, uh-huh.
2: debating fascists, trying to convert fascists. Oh,
1: I don't. I don't want. <laughs> I don't want them. We don't want. Go home.
2: <laughs> and like, we yeah. Literally get lost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and I think that's not to say that. Like I, I, I find that when people with these kind of uh, tendencies to protect white supremacists or um caudal racist when they hear this they're like oh so you don't want white people you don't want white organizers amongst your ranks and um the shorter answer the short answer is <laughs> no yeah, no we don't I mean... we don't hate you <laughs> sorry no, get out of here don't make me say, it. <laughs>
2: don't make me say it. The short
1: yeah the short answer is no we don't hate you um because i guess broadly hate isn't Great! I don't know. Make that a sli- make that a bumper sticker. And,
2: Wait, I know. Can I interject? Yeah. Um, so there's so I saw this post on Instagram. Don't mm-hmm. hate me for saying that phrase, but <laughs> anyway, um, the the post said like there's different types of whiteness, and like at the first like there's different tiers of whiteness, and there's um, you're a white supremacist, you're blah 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 blah, and then at the end there's like you're a race traitor, you're um. I don't remember the specific titles, but you need to move past having whiteness and you need to have actions that contradict your whiteness, you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's th- in a way, in a, in a way, like to phrase it, like, we don't want white leftists, we want race traitor white leftists. That That's, makes sense. yeah, like, like an attack on you know? whiteness
1: is not an attack on white skin, Um, it's an attack on a class position that has been shaped by white supremacy. If you look throughout the history of white supremacy, starting as far back as, um, oh God, like what the Spanish inquisition, um, the colonization, like the colonization of Ireland, who most of most people would consider like Lily white, um, white supremacy and whiteness as a construct was like, fabricated completely. Like, Irish people used to not be considered white. They used to be considered almost non-human while the English were colonizing them. Um, White Jewish people, or I guess Jewish people with white skin were considered subhuman and are also not considered white by most white supremacists. So whiteness is this, like, ever fluctuating thing that is also super duper tied to what class you inhibit um, or inhabit. So, yeah, an attack on white leftists being like acting entitled, acting coddlesome of white racists, and people who aren't whose like very political conduct doesn't attack them. Um, that's not again, that's not an indictment on white skin, it's an indictment on this abstract idea of whiteness and the things created by white supremacy. Mm -hmm. Also, just like rich people, fuck them. (laughs) So, yeah, um, the. Another like impl- <laughs> yeah, that's kind of a hard place to <laughs> kind of a hard place to continue from.
2: <laughs> so like, where do we go from here?
1: <laughs> I'm just yeah, I guess uh, like another. This kind of relates to the next thing we're going to talk about, but it has to do with this idea of like contradictions and contradictions sharpening. So we're getting into a little bit of theory here. Um, basically, an increase in right wing confidence to demonstrate and in their confidence of like themselves as a cohesive movement uh, that is what we'd call a sharpening or a heightening or a strengthening of contradictions um in theoretical terms a conflict it, or a contradiction is basically a conflict between some party and another party um in a US context uh, these integral conflicts are stuff like white supremacy and racism in which A privileged class of white people reinforce violence against black people, against indigenous people, and in a lot of cases against Asian and Middle Eastern people, Um, against fascism, which is kind of when you take, basically when you take capitalism, put it into the hands of a centralized state, and then um, I guess create an all-out assault on mainly workers, but also like queer people and disabled people and people of color. Uh, settler colonialism, which is a contradiction between uh, the settler and the people who are being, you know, genocided, the people who are being colonized, etc., and capitalism, which of course is a contradiction between the ruling class slash the bourgeoisie um, and the working class slash the proletariat. So what it means that these contradictions are sharpening is that white supremacists, fascists, whatever, uh, basically everyone who was at that, you know, that very terrible coup um, or terribly done coup uh, is that they will be more brazen in their violence against black and indigenous people, against queer and trans people, against women and anyone who's not a guy, uh, workers, (laughs) global south leftists, and American organizers, or American leftist organizers. And this last one is probably going to be the most um, apparent with the uh, increased surveillance apparatus that we're going to talk about later. Um, and another important point is that this violence can either be direct or indirect. It could be direct, um, as is the case with a Black woman by the name of Berlinda Nebo, who um, was, I think she was like crossing one of those Stop the Steal rallies in los angeles um at the you know time of the of the push and um someone asked her if she supported trump or not she said no and rightfully give them the middle finger because these people are fascists um and she got like physically assaulted her um uh her wig was pulled off she was called a variety of uh racial and gender epithets uh and yeah this is all just a culmination of violent like abstract and like concrete violence against black women. Um, And that's definitely an example of like direct violence caused by this push. Um, And also just like indirect through, you know, people supporting policies that uh, support exploitation of workers over policing, uh, the segregation and redlining um, and the further marginalization of people of color and the upward distribution of wealth. And that hurts that hurts everyone. Uh, So, yeah. This is basically what it means when contradictions are sharpening and that's a symptom of when right-wingers manage to successfully demonstrate and kind of heighten their confidence because uh that gives them more of an ability to demonstrate you know in you know in the future and I think to my knowledge there is going to be another one of the or rather they are planning another demonstration on Capitol Hill uh later this month on the 17th or the 19th I forget uh yeah Yeah, that was a lot of talking (laughs) <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean one thing I wanted to add is that uh while we can see this playing out firsthand uh with the uh increase in obviously in like firsthand direct violence against marginalized people, uh the in the increase in indirect violence has already been happening for Decades And to a very large extent, uh, as we see labor laws being broken down year after year, uh, as we see the growth of uh, entities such as incarceration and uh, policing, which specifically target marginalized peoples, and as we see politicians push those forward and be accepted as progressive, quote unquote, that is to a sharpening of contradictions and an increase in violence just on a less direct level uh w- another example of this in a uh i, I am going to be criticizing a lot of white leftists here as well but uh in <laughs> countries such as in like nordic socialist countries for example oh my god who uh maybe they <laughs> yeah sure they'll give you health care or whatever and they'll be praised for it extensively that is once again an increase in indirect violence uh not really against its own people quite as much but rather against the global south and against all of those marginalized peoples that they continue to exploit overseas yeah the
1: people who are being bombed by missiles they sold to like saudi arabia and the united states and etc and Yeah.
2: yeah uh there's like someone like i'm friends with um literally did a tiktok about this the other day and so many so many nordic leftists that were like were like i like that term uh, to describe well, like, it yeah i don't know what you call them but th- they were like defending them and i was like oh anyway
1: <laughs> yeah like when you're Sorry, when that you're, was kind you're, of irrelevant no that's, that's right. a great point though because <laughs> a lot of people are willing to make that sacrifice at the expense of Oppressed people—that's really who's being hurt at the end of the day. It's always going to fall back on Black and Indigenous people. Like even if you can support a country with universal health care that you know sells weapons to major, majorly militaristic nations, um, how are you going to say, how are you going to say you're at all for freedom when those actions uh, are still furthering going? Interest. Yeah, they're still uh, furthering a pattern of oppression. Against the people that you say you want to help, um, and yeah. I guess the quote-unquote wanting to help is kind of like another paternalistic thing, um, because it's white
2: not- saviorism.
1: Exactly, <laughs> and that's another thing with it's like when white people defend white supremacists as, um, as in they can be real, they can be rehabilitated. You know, we can make them cool. We can push them left. Uh, we don't, we don't need them to be pushed left because history has taught us that oppressed people. Oppressed peoples liberate themselves, and yes, the cooperation of a broad coalition does help, um, as is the case in, like, the Russian Revolution and the Cuban Revolution. It's, you know, like, yeah, the Haitian Revolution was, you know, the world's largest and world's most successful slave revolt. That was them fighting for their own freedom. The Civil Rights Movement was principally, like... It principally consisted of uh, black people, black women, who were fighting, like, tooth and nail for this white supremacist government to, you know, give them like basic civil liberties. Um, and that was a that those were victories that they made by themselves. They didn't need white saviorism to further their interests. And white saviorism, in fact, isn't going to do that. Uh, what was I talking about? And yeah. <laughs> Right, go on.
2: I just want to point out, like, a lot of, like, in this in the civil rights era, like, the, the black power movement paved the way for, like, a lot of other um, movements that, like, were able to, like, you know, there was the, I don't remember what the Asian American movement was called. Oh, it was just the Asian American was... movement. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. all. And then there was, like, there was the Red Guard, like, AIM. There was oh wait the red guard was Asian American um aim and then there was like the brownberries which like was the Mexican American version of that and then there was the um the grape the grape boycotts which you know was actually by mostly uh, Filipino people but it gets labeled as Mexican American um, but yeah there's like you know once like once uh the once one group of uh like the most oppressed like if once Black people are, um, leading the fight, you know, to end oppression, you know, everyone else will follow suit real quickly. Like, it's not, it's not just about, like, one group of people, it's about all of us, and, you know, we all have to support each other. Yeah, absolutely.
1: And when, like, when I, while I'm saying this, I'm thinking about, um, a white person, uh, who my partner works with, who, um, (laughs) whom they said listens to this podcast, so hello. Um, but I, I'm thinking about someone like them who uh you know like isn't necessarily like full like isn't necessarily like full commie, isn't necessarily um, like full like all the way to the right. Um so yeah, like they might not be like fully politicized. Um but like yeah, their whiteness isn't necessarily or like their whiteness in terms of pigmentation isn't a bad thing. Um, and in fact, like supporting movements that consist of black people and indigenous people, that's again, not an attack on you because the contradictions that hold them down and that they're struggling against are also contradictions in some part that hold you down, um, that holds a lot of white workers down exploitation, uh, though it is not on the same level for black and indigenous, like for black and indigenous people, like, uh, as it is with white workers is still there. So if exploitation ends. For the lowest margins of that su- lowest margins of society, it will end for everyone else. So I think that was a great point you made there. Yeah,
2: and I think it's really important to point out. Like, I'm not trying to say it's up to like um, people who have been oppressed to you know do all the work. Like, um, obviously, if you are white or um, if you benefit from whiteness, uh, it's definitely up to you to um, take responsibility and like learn how to like work with other people. But it's, yeah, like it's about you, but it's also not about you. <laughs> I don't know how to yeah. say that. Yeah, um, that makes but sense. Like, yeah. yeah, so so like we don't want to say like, oh, it's up, it's up to like white people, but it's also, not, it doesn't mean that you get a free pass and you get to just hitch along to, for the ride.
1: <laughs> yeah, we don't <laughs> but- want to cuddle. <laughs> we don't want to treat anyone like children that's what it means yeah. to take that's what it means to take your own accountability instead of like having other people mm-hmm. hold your hand and be like, "Ooh, this is what uh, this is what this is these are like the atrocities committed by white supremacists over the centuries." Or on the flip side, we're not asking you to like flagellate yourself because uh
2: <laughs> what is
1: that <laughs> like know. W- like whip yourself basically <laughs> I don't <laughs> we're not asking you to like torture yourself because of the sins committed by white supremacy in fact that's almost as condescending yeah. uh it's just accountability is a very adult thing to do and we i guess expect that of we expect that of people who want to learn
0: yeah and of course cooperation and solidarity with marginalized peoples and marginalized peoples who and uh, sorry and like movements of marginalized peoples principally means not stepping in and co-opting that uh that really stinks of white saviorism and the implications surrounding uh any like preconceived notions of like oh uh this group of people who have already succeeded in organizing and who are already have been struggling just on the basis of their very existence need quote unquote your participation or rather the participation and rehabilitation of uh like white fascists and uh (laughs) other people who like like one other thing i i forgot um i i saw this somewhere on twitter but like it's not up to you to like demand forgiveness or demand rehabilitation from Mm -hmm. those populations like there's some work that you have to do to put in and and in order to really express solidarity and to show it in some meaningful way and that doesn't mean that you get to control things that doesn't mean that you get power or get recognition or get anything in return solidarity is something that is expressed as like it's not expressed with intent to receive anything um in return you know i don't know that that kind of Yeah, off exactly bit, but... i
2: was snapping my fingers figuratively <laughs> in my head the whole time you're talking <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah i mean uh, this does tie into uh what we're saying before because again at this point in time as outward uh direct fascism and violence becomes more and more normalized it is as important as ever to express solidarity and to actually help marginalized populations and marginalized movements,
2: uh, but, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I would, I would. Um, there's the, everyone always talks about being an ally. I'm using your quotes right now, um, but it's more about being. Uh, what's it, oh my god, what was Accomplice, the word? I think. A- accomplice, an accomplice. There we go. Sorry. Um. So you have to like actually, you have to do like direct action. Like right now. Um. I understand. There's a pandemic right now. Austin's in stage 5, so we're not supposed to leave our house at all, but, like, um, but when it is possible, you, um, you can go to, directly to mutual aid, um, like, org, organizations, I don't know what it's called, you can, you can donate, while you can't go out of the house, you can still donate, um, to, like, random Venmos or GoFundMes with people, like, who need help right now, like, there's many things you can do, and it, and just, like, even if you only do a little bit each day that's you know that's a good that's a good place to start and
1: like even if all your money is sucked into rent if all your money is sucked into like insurance if you can't even afford insurance like god knows that's something that gen z has to struggle <laughs> with um gen z and millennials i think even the recognition to some degree helps recognizing it and talking about it um i think normalization the normalization of like poverty speak, that's something that we definitely need to get on because a lot of, I guess in my like social media bubble, um, talking blatantly about poverty and about alienation and about exploitation, that's very normal, Uh, but not every circle really acknowledges how these things work and in fact people's like own role in neglecting poverty as a thing that exists uh, sometimes even perpetuating it if you're like a small bit. I really hope small business owners aren't listening to this because I've said a lot of shit about them. Um, <laughs> but uh, some people do have a hand in continuing things like poverty and exploitation. Um, and just recognizing it and like talking about it kind of either mobilizes people against, like mobilizes people with the means. Against poverty, against anti-blackness, against exploitation, and against all these oppressive institutions, um, or it helps people recognize their own role in doing it. And I don't think people I don't think people's minds are so simple as to be like, "Oh, I've been doing a bad thing, I'm gonna stop." But um, I guess fomenting a stigma around um, the exploitation of workers and around supporting uh, fascist or right-wing austerity, that's a thing that works too in like I guess deconstructing the deconstructing the capitalist superstructure, the culture that defends these things as like normal, that defends poverty as normal. Uh, so I think I said a lot of things to say something that uh, I said a lot of words to say something that could explain be explained very uh, briefly, and that is yeah,
2: I mean sorry, keep going.
1: Yeah, if you're not in a position of power. That affords you with the ability to like donate to mutual aid, or even like go outside. Like if you're in in like a stage five zone of a pandemic, um, then yeah, being vocal is the first thing that you need to do, and taking the time to educate yourself. As Chairman Mao says, education is extremely important. Um, (laughs) I had to add that part. I apologize, (laughs) Uh, but yeah. anyone have anyone have anything else to add or should we kind of finish up our summary of the of the of the dumb insurrection
0: um <laughs> i mean i i totally you agree with yeah the... yeah we should yeah we can move on but yeah i, I definitely <laughs> agree with uh what you mentioned and yeah there are so many other ways like direct action can be done in like many different ways and just deconstructing capitalism wherever possible is obviously a very important thing to do
2: yeah and also um i wanted to reiterate like like when i said like donate to venmos or whatever like sometimes all i do is donate a dollar or two dollars because like that's all i I can give but you know with if everyone did that that solidarity that act of solidarity it would it does go far so that, that's another thing to consider like i understand like not not everyone has like you know everyone has rent and stuff but you know just if you spare one dollar like um like when you pay your rent or something i don't know some um that goes a long way yeah
1: it just if you have the ability if you have that power and money, i very much believe that money Mm -hmm. is power in this society then (laughs) i think it's kind of a responsibility to give back to the communities that sustain us and yeah absolutely yeah so with that in mind, uh, I guess let's discuss kind of the class makeup of these protests because there is a very pervasive myth that um, that these like insurrectionists, uh, you know, are disenfranchised and that their voices are being trampled on by by the establishment. Grr! Uh, and it's that white that it's that white supremacist tendency again of. You know, sympathizing with them and making their their violence against like uh, black and brown people of color, and you know, poor people and queer people, uh, making that violence justified and a result of things done unto them. Ah, uh, in reality, this you know, this demonstration was rife with people who own their own businesses and have workers that they exploit either economically or psychologically cuz you know if you've worked retail or service or basically any minimum wage job you know it takes a toll on you mentally and also like straight up poor people can't afford to storm a capital on a wednesday <laughs> afternoon i don't know yeah. i don't know how these people are sympathetic if they could take the time out of their day drive sometimes between states because the horn guy was from arizona the dude with the horns um <laughs> Yeah, like he was all the way from Arizona. Oh my Arizona. god, did y'all
2: see? Did y'all see the people thirsting after him? I was like,
1: "Oh my god, yeah. I Unfor- was just Unfortunately, yeah."
0: Uh, okay, for he had like neo-Nazi tattoos and stuff. Like, no. Just <laughs> No. <laughs> I, I don't know. I really don't understand. Yeah, oh yeah.
1: I, <laughs> it's amazing how many of people uh, how many of these people literally had like wall tattoos, like brick wall tattoos on their arms. Like of like um... the wall yeah, like, oh my god. The cult of... <laughs> did
2: y'all see the one? <laughs> Sorry to distract, no, okay. but did y'all see the joke about how they're, like, illegals and they're, like, climbing the wall?
1: <laughs>
0: oh, yeah,
2: like the... Sorry. Yeah, I love <laughs> that, that joke. Oh, so it's so
1: many layers. <laughs> it's so many layers of fucked up.
2: <laughs> I know. I uh, could talk about it forever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: But, like, yeah and also the majority of these people were uh like i said white and not just white skin but they um you know assumed the class position of defending white supremacy of defending uh policies and social movements that try to end the oppression of black people of native people Um, And of the oppressed in general Um, You know so they Support republican austerity They support sanctions against uh, Global south countries Um, They're vehemently against Any like social programs That you know Try to uplift people and obviously We can we might talk later about how Like uh, social program Capitalism isn't you know isn't actually Socialism Uh, But yeah these are aren't like yeah, these pe- it, we have been kind of trashing white leftists for a little bit. These people are not even in the same category of shitty. They are straight up reactionaries, straight up fascists, straight up white supremacists, and yeah, this myth that um, like they're disenfranchised in some kind of way uh, is just totally out of nowhere and like a talking point straight out of like Tucker Carlson's ass. Um, because and I I'm gonna toot my own horn here because I wrote this down in the in the outline, but their voice has been loud and clear since 1492 when Christopher McShit Columbus (laughs) stepped foot in the Caribbean.
0: I mean, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, it's so weird to see, or, I, I mean, it's not that weird or unusual, but to see white supremacists complain about how they're not being represented in a white supremacist society and in a white supremacist settler state is just absurd like there there is nothing about wealth or whiteness that is not represented
1: in wealthy white america like it's i don't know and yeah people can listen to that and be like i'm white i'm i i'm white and i'm like poor that's you yeah like if you're in that position that's a result of economic exploitation and power uh, that's put into that was like put into the same hands um as the people who are exp- like super exploiting black and indigenous people and <laughs> cultivating stolen land um and that is a conscious decision or like i guess conscious historical trajectory um taken by the powers of the ruling class um and it's b- basically what I'm trying to say is it's deliberate that the most oppressed white person is is less oppressed than the most oppressed person of color. That's, I I think that's kind of a fair way to put it. And you deserve solidarity if you're in that position. Um, But also some critique of how whiteness has, you know, like led to oppression, especially in this country, and also like Latin America and Central America, Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, every other, you know, settler colony created by the British and Spain and Portugal, whatever. the so Dutch. How, oh God, oh um, gosh. the Belgians. <laughs> this is this is a Europe hate session. it's literally all Europe. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's it's kind of funny. Um, well, not funny, but mostly sad. But like
2: Just a ironic. lot. Of, yeah.
0: Like um, like my relatives are from Taiwan, and Taiwan was colonized by the Dutch, and then by the Japanese for a period of time, mm-hmm. and then after that by the KMT, which are the nationalists that. Like the communist party kicked out of china and they kind of just went to taiwan and held military rule for 75 years but beyond that uh one really interesting thing that i've noticed mostly amongst like my own circle of like my family because that's the only taiwanese people i know is that they are really like they they, they will criticize chinese people just as a whole um kind of ignoring that the kmt are the ones who did militaristic rule on taiwan for a few decades and they're they were kicked out by the ccp but beyond that uh <laughs> so they, much politics <laughs> it, it's a lot but uh, the justifications that my parents will go to or like my family will go to towards like japan or just random european countries including like the netherlands is a little bit weird uh they'll they're really like eager to praise like oh like Japanese cars or Japanese rice cookers are so high quality or or like
2: (laughs) not the rice
0: cooker I'm like what or like oh like Volvos are so good or like oh Holland is so nice they have such nice tulips and stuff it's like y'all just a few generations ago they were the ones colonizing you but Go off I guess. I yes, colonialism
1: may be colonialism. bad, but have you, you I see you failed to consider the tulips. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, I literally I was gonna say something, but I totally forgot what I was gonna say. Oh um, I boy
1: oh, no. I'm sorry if I <laughs> I'm sorry if my, my quip uh
2: No. Okay. <laughs> it was it was something else. I don't even remember. It's fine. Anyway
0: right. <laughs>
1: Anyway, yeah. Oh yes, sorry. You go. (laughs) I think that that makes me think of kind of that's make that makes me want to do like a little mini self criticism, and that's just like my role as a non black person in shielding white supremacy, Uh, because white supremacy is also something that like marginally benefits non black people of color, and obviously white supremacy is like an umbrella that hurts everyone that's not white, but it hurts some people less than it does others, Um, as evinced by the fact that. Um a lot of Indian and Middle Eastern people can, you know, like I don't know why I went to those groups. A lot of Asian people um can and I'm Asian by the way, so this is kind of like a, a broad self-critique, uh can come over into like settler colonies through a diaspora and still benefit from the fruits of settler colonialism without being uh being oppressed the way uh indigenous and also black people are. Uh, without being super exploited um, in such a way that like they benefit from the exploitation of black people and um, the land theft of indigenous people. So yeah, like my, I guess I like to talk about that a lot, that um, that contradiction, but my failure to do so sometimes is also kind of reifies white supremacy in a way by uh, ignoring the the wide reach it has and how it can kind of be pervasive in the minds of non-black people of color.
2: I'm sure a lot of people know, like, um, I'm Latina, I'm like, I'm, ugh. I'm Latina, by the way, but, um, yeah, so, obviously, I think everyone knows that, like, Spain was very terrible to Latin America, well, the part of Latin America that my family's from, um, and just recognizing the fact that, like, a, a lot of, a lot of Latinas don't like to hear this, but guess what? Like, you can be white and Latina, <laughs> like me. So, like, um, yeah, you have to, like, take actions, like, every day and, like, you know, just make sure that you are contradicting um, the act of, of being white or of not being black or of not being indigenous or of benefiting in some way of, um, on, uh, from whiteness. Or yeah. To yeah,
1: I know we've went on a lot of tangents here, but I'm low-key kind of proud That's at crazy. how I'm. So I'm ca- no, I'm Loki no, no, super it. proud of how we've turned this like relatively simple sequence of events into like a like a super high level uh, like a super high level analysis of like race. I mean, yeah, so, yeah, this, is our, uh, this is our wait, this is our much coveted critical supposed race. To about,
2: like... <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: supposed to be about Supposed to be about COVID. No. Oh wait, okay.
2: <laughs> Let's talk about COVID. <laughs> oh wait. We're on stage five.
0: Oh yeah, Austin. <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: I'm gonna be in Austin and like, cause I'm gonna be on campus because I'm depressed, but uh also because I don't know, but uh, that does sound worrying.
1: I hope you guys are all staying safe. I um I thought I had COVID earlier this month, but it turned out to just be a very annoying cold. Um, so I mean I don't know. I had a lot of time to read. That was nice. I've been reading "Revolutionary Suicide" by Huey Newton. Uh, the, the founder of the Black Panther Party. So um that was a great way to spend uh 14 days.
2: I've been reading, what's it called? Um, Our Prisons Obsolete by Angela Davis. It takes me a while to read because like for me reading is hard, but I'm getting there. I'm terrible at reading. I, I started yes. out my radicalization
1: <laughs> through YouTube, uh, which is quite, fr- I'm very grateful for that because like people can go down certain rabbit holes um, mm-hmm. through YouTube. I think Thirth, kind of three there are three principal rabbit holes one is minecraft let's plays the other is becoming a literal nazi and the third one is becoming a communist so thank you youtube for yeah, you well, the right one. thank you youtube for absolutely nothing because you're a corporation who does not take accountability for platforming nazis um
2: but oh, i just remembered something <laughs> not related at all go but for it. about trump getting banned from twitter and like all those things like um, a thing to remember is that, like, it's too late, like, obviously it's too late, like, it, like, he's already over these people, and also the fact that, like, multi-millionaire, multi-billionaire corporations, like, can, like, decide when to ban people, because they think it's violent, like, <laughs> <laughs> scary. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I know it has nothing to do with it, I'm so sorry, Just, didn't want to
0: You're good, you're it. good one thing i want to or wait no you finish your thing first sorry
1: <laughs> oh no i don't remember that's okay <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay well about uh the the discourse surrounding like trump getting banned from twitter and uh the app part parlay parlor i don't know if they know enough french to actually intend it to be pronounced parler, but
1: whatever these <laughs> are the kind of people who think that french people aren't real white people so i bet they pronounce it the latter <laughs> but yeah oh, wait anyway.
2: what they don't think french people are white
1: that's just me being me that's just me being me uh,
2: okay, like... <laughs> <laughs> okay, that, w- sorry, that would have been kind of hilarious
0: i'm sorry but but yeah so parlor whatever it's called is getting taken off of the apple app store and off of the google play store and trump was obviously banned from twitter and facebook but once again uh this w- what does this actually mean like did anything really happen? Do are they really deplatformed? Uh, it ha- like, Trump has already had social media and is currently in a position of really high power, obviously. And this deplatforming, at least in my view, has been much more of a gesture from big tech companies to appease the mind or appease their own public image of guilt or uh, i don't really know if i'm saying that correctly
2: yeah but, to, to like make sure that they don't get like too much blame placed on them or
0: something. yeah yeah but like that's the thing though um in white in a white supremacist settler state is there ever a time where white supremacists are actually having their power decreased by the very entities of white supremacy itself like is a capitalist controlled government or a capitalist controlled social media site or company ever really going to do something like significant in deplatforming white supremacy or like lowering its power and in addition to that while I uh, like yes this uh, I agree that this does point out a very big like scary thing that is mass surveillance and people and, like, corporations being able to make this decision sort of at their leisure. Uh, Again, this is already something that has been happening for uh, Black and Indigenous activists and leftist activists and organizers for decades. Uh, This has been happening since the dawn of the internet and the dawn of social media, again, because of these capitalist intentions from, uh, like, corporations that control these sites. Uh, It's not really something that's new and like fascists getting quote unquote deplatformed while they've already said all they need to say and they've already been allowed to organize for years and they've already been prioritized by like random algorithms on youtube and twitter and whatever it's really a gesture and it really does nothing so like i guess my main conclusion is that silencing fascists is actually fine but only when it's <laughs> actually happening because Believe me,
1: Twitter and Google and Facebook are not doing that. <laughs> oh no, yeah, absolutely. And I can kind of, I can kind of see the critique. And in fact, in a lot of cases, I do agree with the critique that corporations, um, in a society that is sane and not based off of greed, um, well, first of all, corporations wouldn't be a thing, I guess. But also, um, <laughs> these en- these entities should not have the power to uh, deplatform people as they please. I can kind of get that. Um, but also, yeah, there is a direct material benefit from like deplatforming fascists, if that is a thing that yeah. you can even do. Um, and I know, yeah. I know, it's a little bit Machiavellian to apply that standard to one party and not to another. Uh, but also, like, fuck fascism, I
2: don't care. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, the way I saw it was just like they don't care. They don't care that much about like fascism as they do about communism, and so that's why that's what's scary about it. Because like, it took it took this for them to do that. Like, (laughs) the left, like if we just say the word, I don't know, revolution or something, and it's not even for real. Like they're they're like your cat has been suspended. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Most of my
0: communist comments on TikTok have like they they don't show up it's it's weird like i have two accounts on tiktok so sometimes i'll check in on my second account to like if i get into like a big heated discussion in the in the tiktok comments which is obviously a bad idea just because
2: (laughs) so you're saying you have a burner account okay (laughs) i do but
0: when i go on there and i check on the video to see if my comment actually exists like 50 percent of the time it gets taken down but that's because i have like a lot i have content violations for posting political videos but that's a whole nother rabbit hole because like really like it's, it's weird. Like, like the amount of control that already exists in social media, that's not something that is just newly being discovered with uh, like Trump's accounts being de or deactivated or like parlor being taken off of uh, app stores. Like that's something that has already been happening towards organizers. And I, I'm not including myself in that category because my TikToks aren't very good, but like, people on the left and organizers on the left have obviously been facing this for a much longer time.
1: And also, like, literal deplatforming- like, the first depl- the original deplatforming was, like, assassination. Um, Oh, yeah. And that (laughs) sure- that, like, sure as hell is- You know what?
2: Someone should really take one for the team. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't say anything, (laughs) what?
1: I appreciate that.
2: (laughs) What? What? I'm sorry nothing i didn't say
1: anything yeah no nothing no no <laughs> No suggestions um but yeah that sure as hell has not been happening to right-wingers uh, like throughout history um so unless you count like uh, unless you count like the french revolution but even that you know had plenty of problems um let them eat
2: cake or what is it eat cake oh never mind <laughs> oh, <anyway. laughs> what was the phrase
0: I think that was it, but I'm not sure. Like, there's some allegations that it wasn't really said, but at the same oh. time, it was kind of implied. So
2: that's iconic. Okay. <laughs> uh, sorry, I keep
1: going.
2: I keep interrupting. I'm sorry.
1: You're good, but, you're good. Like, yeah, I think it all depends on who is doing the deplatforming and why. Like, if it's a cynical thing to cover your own ass, I absolutely, like, we people like us, absolutely see through it and will still be angry at you. But someone who's I'm kind of proud of a lot of liberals I've seen uh, who have like also seen through Jack Dorsey on Twitter and obviously like Zuck on Facebook uh, and been like, okay, you could have done this a lot longer. you're just trying to cover your own um, complicity in these you know in the spread of far-right movements on your on your apps um, but like yeah, people who are slightly uh, slightly less politicized or slightly to the right of them, will see this as a good thing and a thing to celebrate with no further analysis and that kind of makes me sad and a little bit anxious yeah <laughs> that's whatever
0: but yeah i i yeah that's like the same thing that happens like when, whenever like a lot of times corporations have like they've started pushing a little bit into like market or marketing uh progressivism quote unquote uh like they'll Present like advertisements that like illustrate like a diverse cast or like people protesting Ugh. or whatever, even to like s- imply that they're in support of that, and the people who celebrate those things and say like wow they're doing a good thing like that really worries <laughs> me because no, no they're not. Do you like, guys
1: remember the Pepsi ad from ages ago where Kendall Jenner was at the Black Lives Matter, <laughs> Matter thing? Did you? There guys- were so yeah. many
2: memes about that <laughs> for the coup. <laughs> <laughs> And Sorry. yeah, the thing about
1: that was Pepsi's stock price rose because of the outrage that it caused, and that's a lot of that's a lot of the time. That's the reason rainbow capitalism exists, basically, mm-hmm. because partly, uh, I mean, I guess seeing yourself represented um, in the mainstream is good, uh, especially if you're like a trans person of color. Um, but also the outrage that it causes amongst people who think that, like, the white identity is being erased or Western civilization is being destroyed. Eh, the outrage that that causes is extremely profitable as well. So this is done cynically, even if it has, you know, like, good consequences.
0: Yeah. That, yeah. Oh, my audio is broken. Uh, or, wait, no, it's not. Sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyways. Um. Yeah. Zoom um,
1: things. I guess, like one last part about this whole thing, about this whole uh, coup ordeal, if you could even call it that, um, is like I just cops. It all goes. It all, yeah, yeah it's like um, this whole discourse. Uh, so, do we want to? Yeah, basically, what were what was the role of law enforcement in this in this whole ordeal?
0: All right, so we got the whole Miley Cyrus, Hannah Montana shenanigan going on (laughs) here, because there were literally police in the crowd of protesters. There are multiple videos going around of police opening up the gates, letting protesters in, holding the door open for protesters, in like so they can walk into Congress, and just like taking selfies with protesters. And obviously, when you look at the statistics of. over 80% of police having voted and support, supporting Trump, and just like police as a fascist entity and as a violent and forceful extension of the white settler state, it really comes as no surprise. But again, the consequences of these actions are a little bit greater. Uh, the way I see it is that it's being used as a bit of a scapegoat. Uh, it was a manufactured event in that like trump did tweet from his account uh like w- w- don't january like or, like watch out for january 6 or whatever <laughs> like it, it was obviously something that was going to happen for a while like you don't have to have like y- y- this is not a big brain moment to be able to detect this happening when they were literally selling t-shirts about it and planning on it very vocally on social media for months in advance but The thing is, liberals and uh, a lot of people within the capitalist state are using this as an excuse to say, police weren't prepared enough for this, or the National Guard wasn't prepared enough, they didn't have enough funding, they didn't have enough whatever, and they're using this as an excuse to increase that funding and increase those material uh, goods that are going towards policing, incarceration, surveillance, etc. But when we look at the contradictions here, first of all, those increase or sorry, like surveillance and policing, those things only aff- or primarily affect indigenous people, uh, black people, and uh, leftists who are organizing. Uh, we, we obviously have a very advanced police state. Um, over the summer, the police track down one protester who was wearing a mask whose face wasn't shown in a photograph by the Etsy shirt that she had bought and like they traced down to like a comment and it's like the amount of technology and resources that they have at their disposal are obviously extensive (laughs) the reason why yeah
2: (laughs) but now they're asking on twitter
0: <laughs> oh no yeah of course it's, <laughs> it's the, the reason nothing's being done isn't because they can't do anything about it it's because they don't want to do anything about it and it's they because their intentions give. obviously don't lie about it yeah yeah they don't have the time you to- to cuss on here? oh yeah sure <laughs> go,
2: go go ahead <laughs> okay. sorry keep talking
1: yeah, no, okay. they don't have the time to work out like care about it while they're so understaffed because all their co-workers are too busy rallying at uh, <laughs> are too busy organizing coups at state capitals. Exactly. There
2: were so many memes about like, oh, the state group came later because like they were they had a change somewhere. <laughs>
1: oh, art art imitates reality, so
2: <laughs> Yeah.
0: Pretty much. But yeah, again, uh I believe yeah, City, you mentioned this earlier, but Biden has already this is like quoting from news articles, but he has already committed to "quote unquote" passing laws against domestic terrorism. Oh, fucking piss. That's exactly what it was. okay. Yeah, but like again, like these are measures that will target and affect uh, Black and Indigenous people of color who are protesting and leftist activists. Um, and yeah, the the, the interests of white fascists and white fascist like people who are attempting a coup, uh, are basically identical to the interests of a white supremacist state so it's i don't know one thing that i like to think about or i don't like to think about this but um one thing that i have thought about i just kind of i just kind of fantasize about the
1: white (laughs) supremacist of the the police sometimes (laughs) i like to daydream oh
0: yeah but anyways like uh my internet connection is unstable okay but uh one thing that I was sort of thinking about is whether or not Biden would have been able to get away with advocating for increasing police power or mass surveillance uh, if it wasn't for an event like this, which begs the question whether or not this event was intentional in that manner. But, uh, I mean, the my, my own, like, little retort to that is that he had already uh, said, like, in like March or April or like way in the beginning of the summer that he intended to increase police funding even as uh, Black Lives Matter protests were going on so I mean yeah he would have been able to get away with t- like continuing to say those things and he he obviously has a record of being one of the architects of mass incarceration but um, at the same time this feels like it's more of a scapegoat event than it is like uh like that's how it's being treated at least and like oh what was that um yeah the the discourse surrounding like the use of uh the word terrorist uh against Mm -hmm. like the people who were at the event at the capitol uh like one main criticism of that is that terrorism is consistently and reliably used by like uh the interests of like a liberal and capitalist state to increase surveillance and increase policing and it's also something that is used as a blanket statement against any type of like leftists or any type of uh like black or brown person yeah
1: it's a a very racialized term too and i like when i find it funny when um liberals are like call this white guy a domestic terrorist because it basically just sounds like they're saying intersectional terrorism (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes! Yeah, despite Queen! like, and, and they're not Work like, it. yeah, they're not like criticizing the root causes of terrorism at all or interrogating that idea at With all. Supremacy. Yeah, it's, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I just find that a little bit funny and frustrating at the same time,
0: yeah. But again, just as, yeah. yeah, sorry, you go it- ahead.
2: Oh, I was gonna say like anyone else, like the day that it was happening, I was like cackling, I was like laughing at all the memes. I was like, ha, this is so funny <laughs> But then the day afterwards I was like <laughs> you know like low energy sad state, like damn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways. Yeah
0: That's true. Uh, anyway. But yeah, that, just as a reminder yeah. to anyone Oh, yeah, sorry, you go ahead.
1: Uh, no, I was kind of laughing, too. I was... And I also found it really funny that so many people were just, like, clutching their pearls, like, oh, my stars, our democracy is being... Cre- <laughs> our democracy Not is being our threatened.
2: democracy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, no, not the democracy of our constitutional republic. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, jeez. Uh, yeah, for any, like,
0: Biden supporters out there, which... Oh my gosh, uh, I have a lot to say to you,
1: but um yeah. first of all, just, why are you listening yeah. to a podcast? That's a pun on a chairman now. How per- are
2: you still a Biden's? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: but also like just a, there there are no laws that a white state There are no laws. State, and, no, there are no laws period. But, but there there's no law of an of a white supremacist created by a white supremacist state and created by a capitalist oppressor that will ever really stop its own members or stop its own intentions from being carried out like there's nothing that biden really wants to do in order to curb this violence right like i i feel like that's understandable like the 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 architect of mass incarceration who and and also kamala cop harris who wants to (laughs) prosecute (laughs) i thought it was Cop mala Cop- Harris. That. Oh yeah, but yeah, like they 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 don't want to do all these progressive things and to uh, embrace leftist. They, they're not communists, obviously. It, I, I feel like, yeah, I feel Sad like that hell. just was like, I don't know.
2: We wish. <laughs> oh my god.
0: Yeah, the did. last yeah, the only, on drop if, told if me. If they
2: do anything progressive, it's just to appease us, to keep us placated so we don't, mm. you know, revolution <laughs> them. Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And
1: that's also just a thing to strengthen the exploitation of other countries, like Latin American countries, uh, African countries, um, like South and Eastern Asian countries, especially. Um, you can't take away the mo- you can't take away like the money from the exploiters at both ends uh it's either one or the other because either way they're just going to you know bring the hammer down on the oppressed people here through yeah. more over policing and just like a complete and total reaction um to their wealth being taken away i mean like i believe it should be taken away and i don't think we should stop because of the consequences of them like throwing a tantrum uh of the bourgeoisie th- You know, get getting getting angry, uh. But that's wait till
2: they hear what we actually think. (laughs) (laughs) But
1: yeah, that's like that's not a thing. You can't disrupt imperialism and disrupt exploitation on the home front at the same time. So it's one or the other. Uh, and we need so basically we need the whole pie and not just some of it.
0: Yeah, one thing that uh, I think is uh i don't know what i think it is but uh, sorry but um like one way to think about it i guess is that like as you, you know how like many people obviously say like oh uh there's no consumption under capitalism without exploitation in the same manner there is no wealth under capitalism without exploitation uh there's no real ethical way to conduct capitalism so when you still enforce capitalism or allow it to exist the exploitation is happening somewhere like just because you don't see it right in front of you just because it's not in your neighborhood doesn't mean it's not in another neighborhood or another city just because it's not in your own state or your own country doesn't mean it's not happening globally and again like nordic quote unquote socialism that that's also another example yeah sure maybe it's not happening to uh very high or to at the same extent as it is in other late capitalist countries, uh when like the people in a certain nation have health care and have welfare, but at the same time that exploitation still has to be happening somewhere. And more often than not, it is the global south. But yeah. (laughs)
2: Yeah, I mean the comparison I would say like if you wanna like compare it to the United States, like if you look at like where the Trader Joe's are versus where the landfills are, or if you look at where the factories are that, like, produce toxic chemicals or spill toxic waste versus, like, all the fresh produce supermarkets or whatever, like, you can see, like, what communities are seen as um, disposable or places to put trash in versus what communities are valuable, and that's kind of what Imperialism is. (laughs) Yeah. Like, but on a global scale. (laughs) So, just, you know.
1: Yeah, like, you can't take the bullshit out of your own community with it going somewhere else, or else you're going, like, because you're going to have to interrogate and you're going to have to deconstruct the fact that bullshit is being created in the first place. Exactly. Um, That's really intimidating for a lot of people.
2: Yeah. And, like, uh, the shocker is, and I think maybe we, this is like, what was I gonna say? Um, the shocker is like, there's always gonna be this this like dump being put on other people who are like oppressed if there's capitalism and like it's gonna worsen. Not only is this like a class, a human rights issue or whatever, this is also like a an eco- ec- ecological, ecological issue. There we go. Oh, um, God. yeah, like it's capitalism is so bad for everyone for everything for the world and yeah um,
1: like if yeah. you come away from this episode with no other conclusion i hope that is the conclusion <laughs> capitalism is yeah yeah yeah
0: but yeah speaking of like welfare states and just like the way that imperialism functions uh one recent development uh has or not a recent development but like one recent thing that people have also been talking about are things like stimulus checks in the context of covid um obviously in america we haven't really been receiving too much of that uh there was debate over increasing the second round of stimulus checks to two thousand dollars but that was really quickly shut down i believe it's i'm pretty sure it's back to 600 now um
2: Bruh. <laughs> but, yeah
0: again like six hundred dollars plus maybe the like the 1200 we got earlier over the course of many many months is obviously not a even livable cover amount rent. yeah it, no it not cover even close rent in
2: austin. Like... that's
0: like maybe <laughs> one month of rent or, or for I, i'm
2: no like i'm trying to think like austin that's or... cheap 600 for austin $600 oh yeah 600 yeah rent. like yeah. The only place,
0: yeah i was looking in at new
1: york you're lo- you'd be lucky to find an apartment for less than two thousand dollars that's not yeah just like covered <sighs> in grime yeah
0: And the combination of both uh stimulus checks would obviously not be able to cover like one month of rent but again like i don't know it's just been like it's been it's been a weird time right the pandemic uh pandemic capitalism covid capitalism uh it's like the yeah it's okay but like the uh i feel like one thing that it has done is expose many of the contradictions within capitalism itself like the uh, ongoing battle between the desire of a capitalist state and the capitalist class to extract as much profits as possible while at the same time trying to placate the masses and like the working class into working their respective roles and playing along really and allowing it to Mm -hmm. happen but yeah that's
1: pretty spot on i i totally agree um so sorry were you gonna
2: say something (laughs) oh i just wanted to say like um yeah like with COVID, everyone has been losing their jobs like some people can't pay rent so like the homeless house Unhoused people. The rates of unhoused people have been on the rise. I like we like to say as leftists we like to say unhoused people because it puts the blame on other entities instead of the people itself. Um. So yeah, but like, like in Austin, like there's so many anti-homeless architecture and like it's like all the homeless sweeps and everything. Like <sighs> it just like further highlights how like being unhoused is not the fault of the person. Like, you know, like I hope through this COVID pandemic everyone is looking at everything that's happening and seeing how much capitalism sucks. <laughs> I I just honestly like
1: hope so too. I I'm a, <laughs> I'm kind of a pessimist about that. Like I don't think Yeah. I know the distinction between COVID capitalism and just like regular old capitalism is not <laughs> that much. Yeah. This is just like capitalism doing its thing. Um Yeah. Yeah, I think the ability to, uh, I think the ability to marshal state violence has maintained under like, or uh, it's like maintained under the pandemic Um, as we've seen from like Black Lives Matter, which is very much a fundamental threat to systems of capitalism and white supremacy and all the, all the ways in which those things play into each other. Uh, And also it's just kind of remained as good at, massive like amassing wealth into the hands of a very few like elon musk just surpassed jeff bezos as the richest man in the world God. at like like 158 or 160 billion dollars um and that's not to say that like it matters who has the wealth uh but it does suggest that like the ability to create newer and richer figureheads is still strong um and i guess in other words like the rich are still getting exponentially richer at the expense of the poor, mm-hmm. uh, and as evinced by the fact that, like, as of October, um, like thirty million people were still at risk of losing their housing or being evicted, and that doesn't even count the you know the hundreds of thousands of people who are un- unhoused already. Um, I think right now it was projected that fifty million people are food insecure in the United States, which is like. More that's like more than twice the population of like the Democratic People's Republic of Korea. So for all the liberal and neoconservative hand-wringing about, oh, starving in North Korea, yes, we also have that problem three times as much, almost.
0: Wow. And we're, we don't have <laughs> sanctions either. But um yeah, um those stats. <laughs> it's just that, like, the... Uh, oh, yeah, also, by the way, um one other, like, previous statistic uh, regarding, like, when Jeff Bezos... Surpassed, I think it must Bill Gates or someone else to become the then wealthiest person in the world. His net worth, like including stock options and his and like Amazon, is like upwards of a trillion dollars. Which again, trillion with it, that that, that's
1: a that's that's a lot. Like that's oh yeah, like that's an inconceivable amount of anything. Yeah, like you can't like no one could literally eat the rich. L- literally yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: like a- actually like you know what no, i'll quit like, vegetarianism while, for that
2: while these billionaires are becoming trillionaires or whatever the fuck i don't know anything about that stuff but um while that's happening like literally people are shoplifting baby diapers baby formula like, like basic food yeah. <laughs> like what <laughs> like that's just like a terrifying, angry. A
1: terrifying <laughs> yeah. amount of like wealth has been upwardly <laughs> distributed to people who are already wealthy
2: stolen <laughs> yeah and yeah workers. that's
1: how exploitation <laughs> works if you're listening to this and you're a worker who is still kind of clinging on to capitalism <laughs> I I'm I I'm sure you're a, a lovely person but like you also have to realize that like wealth that goes to CEOs comes from the stuff that you make or the stuff mm-hmm. that you distribute as like the middle person, as a mediator, you don't like become a CEO so you can like work hard. You ma- become a CEO so you can profit from other people's hard work. And That's, you pro- like, yeah, yeah, Elon Musk.
2: Girl boss. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, like, yeah, Elon Musk hasn't made a uh, hundred billion dollars worth of Tesla cars that came from workers, and he is siphoning from their wage money that's going up. It's also just from like uh ownership of like of the Tesla company, so he benefits when people invest in it. In fact, he's probably not gonna be the richest person in the world for very long because no one has confidence in Tesla uh but
2: like also another thing to point out if you're like simping over Elon Musk he literally bought that idea off of someone oh yeah That's like, true. his bought parents the... are like literal like drug or not what is it called blood blood oh
1: yeah blood, blood diamonds. diamonds yeah blood, blood like, emerald like, i think they were an emerald mine thing he's a
2: white he's a white guy from south africa if it, that doesn't tell you stay, enough <laughs>
1: yeah that should say a lot already yeah and if it needs any more clarification white people did not start off in south africa <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah. Oh, uh, one
0: thing that Nell mentioned earlier, um, it, the the wealth that uh, billionaires and corporations have been able to amass across this pandemic again, like stock markets are hitting record highs. Um, this is not only happening while people are getting poorer and people are struggling more, but this is happening because of that. Uh, the mm-hmm. uh, amassing wealth is in under capitalism is contingent upon the labor exploitation of workers in the working class. Again, like, think about it. It's very logical, but, like, there there's no way that someone can profit in or, like, a company can profit on a mass, on a large scale unless the work that you are being paid for is, or, like, sorry, the work that you are being paid for is paying them more. Like, th- th- that, yeah. it's it just, like, profit doesn't, that's just how profit works. Exploitation has to happen in order for capitalism to exist and the reason that u.s markets have been going up so high the reason that capitalist overlords have been growing so much more wealthy is because they've been like giving little tips to the government and saying like oh don't actually close down everything like make sure people are still going to work Give us
2: protections if if workers get sick. It's not our fault. Exactly,
0: and also hand in over ten trillion dollars in corporate loans over the course of this pandemic, which again that is something. Six (laughs)
2: hundred (laughs) dollars.
0: Yeah, if that ten trillion dollars in government aid towards corporations, which that's a old old statistic I'm pulling that from maybe June or July yeah that's uh, from
1: the first stimulus thing like yeah. they were given what four trillion no strings attached and they could invest that and it could go as high as 10 or 12 trillion
0: yeah and just to say 10 trillion dollars just as an, a very baseline like a very conservative estimate, uh, that divided amongst the three hundred thirty million people living in America would have been about thirty thousand dollars per person. So no, the government isn't struggling to find cash anywhere. It's more
2: than what yeah. college would cost.
0: <laughs> yeah, except thirty thousand dollars is a lot of money, and that's still not om- as much yeah. as an
1: apartment in Austin.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> true. That's
2: true. Sorry but I keep again.
0: Going. Yeah, that's that is just to suggest that the i don't know i was going to say something oh yeah yeah okay <laughs> but the 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 ability the the amount of money that you're getting as a stimulus is not tied at all to the amount of wealth that the government has the amount of wealth that the government makes from taxes and from little donations from billionaires but rather it's based on their intentions and what they are, what their interests lie in. Uh, the $740 billion goes to the military instead of going to you because the government is interested in funding the military and funding these efforts overseas so that wealth can come into America and fall into the hands of large corporations and large business owners. I love imperialism. Trickle
2: down. <laughs> Did y'all see those memes about like, Studies show that trickle-down economics does not work. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, like no, duh. No <laughs> Yeah. You fucking...
1: <laughs> <laughs> it took you that long? Damn. I know a German sociologist who would have a whole lot of words with you. <laughs> God.
0: <laughs> Wait, Freud had a piss king?
1: What? what?
0: Trickle-down... <laughs> No, I, I forgot whether I forgot whether or not he was German or not. Sorry, that was.
1: I think Freud was Austrian, but I appreciate that. But also, he probably did. Oh, actually, yeah,
0: I wouldn't be too surprised. I'm also really tired right now, so I'm so sorry. But...
2: No, we're all just like talking, like head thoughts. I mean, it's the spirit head of thoughts?
1: the. It's the spirit of the people. No war. thoughts,
2: head empty.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: I was head much. thoughts. Uh, anyway.
1: I, I yeah no I'm none of us are having head thoughts right now.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh wow, but yeah,
0: that's um, yeah it's it is also really another concerning thing that um, a capitalist government and a and a capitalist system doesn't even think they need to provide enough aid to like quell the people because I don't know the the know. work They've of just... like yeah.
2: They've become so confident, like at this point, like they don't even care about the labor force that they are using to exploit other people.
1: And yeah, right. they'll call people heroes. They'll call them like, "Oh, we're so grateful for our healthcare heroes." They'll make advertisements yeah. um, upholding they'll essential donate,
2: workers. 02 like, percent of their wealth.
1: <laughs> In the meantime, <laughs> Guy Fieri, Guy Fieri, raised twenty million dollars for service workers during the pandemic. <laughs> that, that's, that's more than the government has that's probably given. Big. <laughs> exactly, five. yeah.
0: No, but yeah, that's so like, like the uh if you look at the mechanics of a pandemic and a disease, a virus that spreads extremely quickly by people gathering and people being in like social environments, like uh, just just a very quick like blanket analysis is that people need to be distanced in order for that pandemic to be subdued. But what can't sorry when you can't survive under capitalism without making money and you can't make money without working and for most people working in environments that involve social interaction you
1: have to yeah no you have to spend every day getting coughed on by some dipshit who thinks masks (laughs) give your babies babies cancer
2: oh my god (laughs) it's like basic connecting the dots like
1: exactly and yeah, I think that's like a very powerful aspect of capitalist hegemony, like making people just kind of
2: argue um, with each other. Yeah,
1: Making people rue the idea that anything better is possible because either it costs too much, to which I say money isn't fucking real. Get your head out of your ass. Um, <laughs>
2: just print more money. Do it.
1: Fake. Like literally that for
0: corporations like. A trillion? What is a trillion? I'm what sorry. What the fuck is a trillion?
1: But yes, like, yeah, um, uh, mentally
0: yeah. people really can't conceive. We're like mentally, or sorry, I'm. What am I trying? What I'm trying to say is like people, human minds cannot conceive of like a physical amount past like around one million like after that it's really 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 just abstract like of course we can we can like think about it and process it in terms of math and like numbers exist but the scale of like a billion or a trillion that is beyond like the limit of our minds to process because that is a lot my mind can't
2: even process the difference between like a thousand and a hundred thousand (laughs) (laughs) like
1: my mind can't process (laughs) (laughs) I mean, <laughs> yeah, but yeah,
0: that's the thing. Like, this um, money does not exist. That's another. That's
1: another thing we should get and into. Here's as-
2: a bold claim, math doesn't exist. I
1: am inclined to agree with you, but yeah, like, kind of. doubly so because <laughs> we weird. have more than we need of basically everything. And I know Julius had some notes on that. So if you want mm-hmm. to talk about surplus in the myth of scarcity a little bit,
0: <gasps> oh yeah, sure. Okay. So I need to scroll down a little bit because I'm a little bit behind in the notes page, but uh, all right. So one myth that has been, or one popular talking point that has been exacerbated over the course of the pandemic is, oh, uh, as people were using the environment too much, or or like, we can't be sustained on the planet. But again, looking at actual factual information about like food production and housing availability um it's pretty clear that we are in a world of surplus now um like again 16 million uh empty housing units exist in the United States while only 550,000 are homeless or ha- or uh without housing um and again like this isn't even counting uh resources such as like hotels and public buildings which are absolutely like usable for housing uh the the amount of empty housing units just demolishes the amount of people who are in need of housing and uh, like the amount of food that is being produced which is enough to feed over 10 billion people is like that far outnumbers our own population the reason that like the reason behind these myths is uh, it, it's really an excuse at least, um, that's the way that I was thinking about it uh, the, the, the way that they try to justify you not having enough food or you not having enough resources is because they say it's not possible uh, but if we really look at production and how that has increased greatly over the past few decades and if we look at the resource that we have, yes it is possible it is possible for all people to actually live like a humane life up to like a, a decent standard it's possible for people to survive but what we're being told instead is that it's our fault it's the fault of the working class uh it's the fault of overpopulation quote unquote so oh I- my god that, Sick. Yeah. Yeah. Over the the
2: excuse the world of overpopulation, world? like that gets <laughs> That's used so gross. as an excuse for genocide, for eugenics, for uh, mm. always for like
1: sterilizing people. people.
2: Yes, the sterilizing fucking like the
1: people. fucking Gates Foundation, <laughs> citing overpopulation <laughs> yeah. as the main reason behind climate change. Oh my
2: god! Like, bitch, no, it's you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly. Yeah, overpopulation is used to justify these things, and it's. <sighs> It just the, the the reason why there are there are so many problems related to overconsumption is because of greed uh, and over the, pro, yeah. over
1: like productivism too is a oh, yeah, that too. ecological yeah. problem that we have to yeah, and uh, absolutely th-
2: and, <laughs> and people think that greed is like human nature, so that's that's wrong,
1: maybe
0: like when you've been living <laughs> under a capitalist society that values greed and just puts it as and like glorifies it to such a high extent for the past like five centuries at the very least it, it becomes ingrained societally so, so so socially i don't know i, I forgot that. Word.
2: <laughs> but... <laughs> it's, you think it's human nature because you don't see any alternatives but exactly
1: and also like people i think are conflating greed with self-preservation mm-hmm. uh what we consider self-preservation i would say is human nature because like Normally, I mean, I can't speak for, I I guess I shouldn't be talking, but most people want to keep themselves alive on most occasions. So um, how's everyone doing? Uh, <laughs>
2: listen, listen <laughs> Moving listen, on.
1: <laughs> uh, but yeah, most people want to keep themselves alive. Most people want to keep their families alive, and that definitely represents self-preservation. Mm-hmm. Um, where cooperation comes into that is... Like when people realize living by themselves kind of sucks ass. Um, And cooperation and socialization just makes everything easier. Greed is when you are existing within a society that is sustaining you and start to take more than you actually give or uh, take more than is proportionate to what you give because I know a lot of people (coughs) cannot engage in like super productive work Um, and they still deserve a thriving, happy life. Um, So, yeah, that's, I think, people conflating greed and self-preservation, it's not like just an innocent linguistic error, it's something imposed from a top-down view of the world, um, or rather, a view imposed from the top to the rest of society through a superstructure of culture and education and um just daily behaviors that are influenced by uh competing with people day in and day out and making like uh being made to think that um other workers or immigrants or and so and so are your enemy when it's really the people who are like making you work 12 hour shifts every day during a fucking pandemic um yeah that, and, yeah. yeah that's karl marx 101 basically but And like when we look at this greed and how it has
0: existed just within the past few months uh okay like first of all elon musk as you mentioned uh now currently one of the most wealthiest individuals in the world in california was fighting to keep his factories open and to continue exploiting workers during a global pandemic uh and now when you look at la and uh just the bay area in california just california as a whole hospitals are overflowing there are no open beds at all this has a direct connection the reason like people are being forced to work in order to survive they are being forced to work in dangerous situations just so that profits can continue that is greed uh taking just taking more wealth just for the sake of having more wealth and for and now that he's, it, yeah
2: he's moving to austin oh yeah, austin doesn't want oh, it. i'm They'll
1: so i'm so sorry yeah. okay this I... kind of reminds me of an anime i was watching with <laughs>
2: this reminds
1: me of an anime i was watching last night um if anyone ever, has ever seen neon genesis uh evangelion um you know the basic plot of uh like a teenage boy um basically being forced to pilot a giant mech suit to fight big-ass monster alien thingies. Um, and the thing is, he has no choice but to pilot this thing um, because he he's the only person who could do it. Um, mm-hmm. And if he stops, then kind of everything falls apart. And this is a process that only fills him with grief and pain and yet he must do it anyway because he was thrust into an existence that he did not choose and that is exactly what being a worker during a pandemic <laughs> and being a worker during capitalism is like wow I, mean, I, I did not
0: understand <laughs> most beautiful. of the anime thing,
1: but yeah anime is kind of based
0: <laughs> no, But wow. yeah that's that's exactly <clears throat> what we're, like the greed of a capitalist system during a pandemic, especially uh, again like this greed has existed just forever or we're under a capitalist society, but it has been especially shown during a pandemic. Um, A few other examples I'd like to point out are just basic necessities, you know, like uh, in the context of COVID, you might think of these necessities as things like masks, hand sanitizer, gloves, like basic protective equipment. To help yourself not die or not inf- get infected and spread that infection to your family and to people around you, these resources have been capitalized upon too. Like they're being sold at profits. Uh, they're they were being hoarded by people. Uh, they were being like they, they were being like. Uh, sorry, what was it? Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: resale, resold.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like they were being like resold for really high amounts of money and the government didn't provide them either. Um, these are things that everyone needs and these are resources that we really would have been able to produce if like, production had been nationalized, if distribution had been taken care of properly and allocated to people, that would have been completely doable, but the intention of a capitalist system and a capitalist government is not to improve the lives of many people as possible. It is not to create a society in which people can contribute and thrive and live. It's to further the greed of the capitalist class and to exacerbate wealth and exacerbate the power that wealth holds.
2: And drive competition
0: Yeah. everyone. <laughs> again like and this obviously exists in a far bigger scale than covid uh people are forced to work in order to survive there are no resources that are like given to people who need them even though we have those resources in plentiful amounts like housing and food we could we could house every single person who is houseless in this country at the snap of a finger. We could force hotels to open so that they can have a place to live because hotels aren't gonna be doing any much, anything else either during the pandemic. But instead, what we are doing is withholding housing, holding that behind rent, um, like making anti-homeless architecture so that people can't even find a place to sleep and like raiding their tents for all their resources so they can't even survive. Like this, the, the intention of A society as cruel as this is obviously not to foster survival and to foster compassion
1: yeah a market benefits from high prices and if you decommodify something the price either gets dropped greatly or it goes to zero and that hurts the market but however the market is only something that you care about under capitalist structures and i know there's a lot to be said about like quote unquote market socialism and that's whatever we don't need to litigate that but
2: (laughs) that's fake socialism
1: i know a lot of people don't (laughs) fuck with centralized economies but centralized economies are so so sexy and solve (laughs) so many problems Wherein it well, I guess it depends who is doing the central planning. I'd prepare. I'd prefer it be um, the proletariat, of course. But um,
2: I'm an anarchist. lulz That's fair. (laughs) Yeah, I guess this is. I
1: I think this is where the differences kind of come to light. But a society in which like goods are allocated not by who can afford them, but rather who needs them, is kind of what's like what the crux of what we're after. Like, and that's even achievable now if we were stopped if we were, you know, no longer ruled by fuck hats like Donald Trump and Joe <laughs> Biden and Mitch McConnell and um in and a smaller into a smaller extent people with good intentions but because of their political cowardice are still fuck hats like Bernie Sanders and AOC. <laughs> yeah. Um so that's kind of just my tirade that yeah.
0: Yeah, and again, poverty and the lack of or like the lack of resources to survive are a necessity for capitalism survival for the market's survival if you could live and survive on resources that are plentifully available and have a decent life you would not turn to your corporate overlords in order for them to exploit you as they please uh again like that it's a it's something that they enforce and they create in order to maintain this structure of power uh another example um, a 725 minimum wage is no mistake at all uh that like these numbers like a 600 dollars stimulus for however many months of uh covid that we have gone by without a stimulus is not a mistake at all if you had more resources given to you you would not need you would not be forced to go to work in order to survive and in order to pay rent and in order to keep a roof over your head. And you would
2: be able to afford to stand up for yourself and you would be able to exactly. afford to organize with everyone and like literally revolt. Yeah. And
1: like even other stuff like <laughs> basic childcare if you have kids or if you like want kids and the expenses are things that are like preventing you from doing that, like public transportation, all that I actually honestly kind of forget what we're talking about. I just like public transportation a lot. <laughs> no, me
2: too.
0: <laughs> yeah, but exactly like these resources are possible and the the reality is that the reasoning behind their manufactured scarcity is capitalism and is capitalism's intention. They um, want
2: to keep you down
0: yep <laughs> and yeah I, that, that's like kind of the gist of uh, my whole COVID capitalism conclusion is just that the, the goals of a capitalist society and a capitalist government are to create and localize wealth to just grossly massive amounts They're, that's the central intention of capitalism anything that happens as a side effect uh, perhaps like they, they do have like Enacting labor laws or uh, like making some very small concessions in the name of welfare, those are all things that are designed to aid in this uh, quest for like more wealth. Like, again, like, labor laws obviously had to be enacted. Otherwise, people would have revolted and people would have gotten angry. Or, like, especially in the early 1900s, like, most of the workers would have probably died. Um,
2: and then like, where do they get their labor?
0: Exactly. <laughs> and, like, even now, things are happening now. Like, uh, a $600 check has to be handed out. If, if they didn't do that, like, people were... I'm, I'm hoping that people would have probably realized a few things and gotten angry but yeah exactly like that's I don't oh, i i forgot yeah. where i was going with this i guess
1: but. that's that kind of poses the question of what is to be done and uh this kind of reveals a lot of gripes that i have with the left at this moment myself included obviously um mm-hmm. that we've just kind of been nowhere to be seen i think we've been doing a lot of good work with like we broadly as a coalition have been doing a lot of good work with like mutual aid and raising awareness um especially as we like um innovate with this new infographic agitprop uh economy um that's taking place on social media but like other than that the left has kind of just been dog shit throughout this entire process um
2: yeah i i think um like a good starting point is like looking at past like like um past what's it called communists like from the civil r- civil rights era mm-hmm. so like um especially ones of color like black uh black communists black um writers and stuff i'm sorry my brain is like slowing down <laughs> oh no no you're good. i <laughs> so, completely yeah, like, agree
0: with what you're saying there yeah
2: like look to them look at how they led the civil rights like era like you know, uh, yeah, but yeah, mutual aid does a lot. I like, I love mutual aid. I'm sorry, I can't, I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, stop talking. I appreciate.
1: I appreciated the slow drop. <laughs> we have nothing to lose but our chains.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember what I was gonna say. Um, like every progressive move the government has done i put air quotes on that in case you didn't hear every progressive move that government has ever done to help us has been to placate us um to stop people from wanting to revolt or do anything about the conditions they're in yeah and yeah it's like also-
1: incredibly well documented that during the Great Depression, FDR only enacted his New Deal program, which, like, by the way, wasn't that great because it almost completely ignored segregated black communities. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, fuck America because settler colony. <laughs> but um, I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, but he only enacted it because communists threatened like revolts uh and strikes and work stoppages
0: again yeah also communists in the south black communists in the south uh, a great resource for that is a hammer and hoe i have been very slowly reading it because um reading is reading but uh it has been very informative um again like it it obviously never gets taught in schools that there was a very large like black communist movement in the south and there was a communist movement throughout like the 1900s and like labor organizing but it is something that definitely happened but
1: anyways go on oh Oh. yeah (laughs) i don't actually i don't remember what i was saying so you go ahead
2: (laughs) i was just gonna say like a lot of times people like to paint the south as like stupid like all of this rednecks you know, like we just, you know, have our foot up our asses or whatever. <sighs> but, you know, um there's like the south is not made up of all like obviously there are people who do have their head up their ass or who are blatantly racist, but there are also a lot of other people who, you know, we have like we, as in, just like anyone else, is not like that. We we have to like offset that a lot, and like the work is a lot harder because um, it's just like not as known, I guess. Um, but like we exist, and I think it's um, kind of elitist to think that oh, all absolutely. of the South is like dumb or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And when <laughs> and people are like, related.
1: when people are like, oh, um, I don't care if the South gets. Yeah, I'm totally worked out because of a pandemic. Because they're racist, I'm like, who do you think they're being racist against? <laughs> <Exactly>. It's people of color.
2: The South. The North is He's racist too. Nod.
0: Oh, that's too. Yeah.
2: Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. The, people think that like the South, because they, we had like Jim Crow, is like worse than the North. But like you know, the North yeah. isn't good either. Like, <laughs> you, yeah. No. Who do you? It's think? all a settler colonial state.
1: <laughs> and, yeah. Like, yeah. It's not because the North was humanitarian. Obviously, they just like. Yeah had a more developed like they just had more developed industry than the south so, that didn't
2: rely on like
1: yeah. yeah they could rely on modes of exploitation that weren't as explicitly racist. <laughs> yeah. another yeah. fun
0: fact for northerners people in Connecticut who are listening Connecticut's <laughs> insurance industry like again Hartford is a big insurance capital uh, that was built off of the exploitation of slaves Aetna uh, one of its biggest businesses during the 1860s 1850s was insuring slaves in the south uh again uh because they were seen as property and therefore like companies in the north like aetna and other insurance businesses would like they made their profits the north's profits america's profits as a total are on the backs of exploitation uh through slavery Um, through imperialism, colonialism, all these things, it is uh, is universal across capitalism. Just because one specific area may be more distanced from it or have more steps towards it doesn't mean that it didn't happen to the same degree.
1: Um, Yeah, if there were a single area in the United States that were somehow divorced from the gears of capitalism and somehow uh, operated on an exploit, like a classless, moneyless society... Um, it would immediately be, like stomped on. Like yeah. you saw how, you saw how like in over the summer they took that like four by four foot by four foot square of Seattle and called it <laughs> <jazz>.
2: Bruh. <laughs> Capitol Hill. And then <laughs> they yeah,
1: like they let, um they let no, was, like a, uh, I think they let um like this black teenager get shot. Oh, um, wow. In, in like a moving vehicle too and then they got absolutely like shit stomped by uh, Seattle PD mm-hmm. um, so I guess that's me kind of uh, making fun of white leftists again because they were just completely in to- making fun of is a little bit uh, d- rude in this instance because they were responsible for the death of a black teenager um, but yeah that's like the United if- States isn't going to let that happen
2: yeah, if you want, like, a good example of, like, a truly, like... Well, I don't know if it's truly communist, but, like, it's pretty close Autonomous, to at least. Autonomous, yeah. Um, look up the Zapatistas in Mexico. They're fucking cool, bro. <laughs> like, I... That is how... Yeah. Anyway, they're, like, really cool. Um, they're, like, an indigenous, like, coalition, autonomous zone. Um, they're, like communists i think they're anarchists too so you know yeah shout out my (laughs) anarcho-communists but yeah like um yeah just like there are a lot of there are very few actually that i know of examples of um truly like communist like societies but it's cool to look at some that actually exist right now (laughs) yeah even
1: then like a communism is kind of like a world historic thing so until every society is communist no society can be communist it's kind of a uh, it's a long process and yeah. i'm getting in my head right now but um, but yeah like even slightly progressive nations in latin america uh, say chile in the 1970s or bolivia you know last year um if they make gains that They're are like, cool. like that are proletarian It'll be, you know, squished. And, you know, we're even, like, sanctioning Cuba today. Yeah. We're sanctioning Venezuela today uh, because they have the gall to struggle against U.S. imperialism and assert their own self-determination.
2: Look up the Iran-Contra affair. Mm. Look up um literally any any just literally look up latin american countries and you'll <sighs> see how much the us has intervened um and the thing about bolivia did y'all hear how like elon musk wanted their like lit- it all Lilian goes back to fucking yeah. yeah. elon yeah and so like they <laughs> staged a coup like
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> elon musk like he, he he did admit to
1: having on twitter we'll, yeah we'll coup whoever we want he says so casually
0: Uh, it's it's disgusting yeah
1: and yeah i know like it was americans who brought that on who brought the organization of american states to quote-unquote investigate those election results like it was fucking senator marco rubio from where florida who's like i don't like these election results let's investigate them despite having like no prior evidence of yeah yeah and again
0: like uh as we speak on imperialism uh again like this is another thing that i want to emphasize but like the importance of maintaining international solidarity amongst people in the global south who are being exploited is essential to any leftist movement uh having class consciousness without global solidarity is like okay you get free healthcare, but yeah capitalism still exists you know um
2: uh, add on to that racial um, oh, solidarity yeah too. like yeah like a lot of People are like, what's it called? Um, class reductionist. Oh yes, class reductionist. Oh, where yeah. they think that everything is due to like class differences, and it's like, no, no.
1: Yeah, like <laughs> okay. racism and misogyny and transphobia. Those are so psychological, mm-hmm. um, and you gotta pick that shit out through like years and years of behavioral changes mm-hmm. and also like structural changes. Just Absolutely. like penalizing racism as a not like by just like whacking like calling the fucking racism police and like beating someone up whenever they make a microaggression but like you know socially penalizing racism and making like encouraging people to learn and educate themselves because that's clearly not something that people do today
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why people have to make infographics to make people pay attention but at this point everyone doesn't take them seriously because like so you want to talk about
0: oh my gosh <clears throat> <clears throat> That's gonna be like exposed as a CIA psyop. In, I think like, a it few years.
2: already was. <laughs> like, oh, run, not like CIA, but it was like run by like the CEO of like something. I don't
0: know. not surprising. Can you
2: see like the feminist account and the change account? Like yeah. all those like are owned by the same like two male... random white
0: dudes. <laughs> like, Honestly, I'm yeah. not surprised. Like the, oh my! I, it it kind of disgusts me that uh, like at real like energy that against like uh things like patriarchal societies or capitalism or just exploitation as an overall like real energy against that has been poured into or has been exploited again uh by people who want to make a quick profit uh like you see like like the at feminist or at change accounts like, all they used to post were just, like, random little screenshots of, like, girl power. And, oh like, God, they man. would get, like, thousands of dollars in, like, and from, from their own merch or from, mm-hmm. like... Who's buying whatever.
1: that merch is my question. Uh, back when
2: I was a liberal
1: <laughs> back in, the in high school,
2: <laughs> I actually did buy, like, one of their shirts. It was expensive. It was, like, my Christmas present.
0: Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> but, yeah, like, that's the of thing, like while like it's so it irks me so much that they were capitalizing off of the oppression and suffering of others Mm -hmm. just to be like oh like here's some like quirky little shirts or like random little screenshots that aren't really saying anything or doing anything materially to benefit oppressed peoples but are just serving as like a magnet for that kind of for like well for like interaction and cash but also...
1: Yeah, that cash is not going back. Yeah. That's, like, the
2: perfect um, symbolism for neoliberalism. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, capitalizing off of other people's oppression and profiting off it. Yeah. And then putting a little screenshot to say, we support you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We see you, we hear you, fuck you.
2: (laughs) Do you Do you remember that thing during, like, June when they were, like, sending all the, like... I'm not black, but I see you. <laughs> I'm not black, Uh-oh, but I hear oh you. God. And then the like different multicolored fists. Oh my
0: gosh.
2: Oh, that was so cringy.
0: No, but like the performativeness of yes, like uh, people under like uh, who are just like politicians and oppressors under a capitalist society, like their actions again. Like this ties back into the interests. When they took
2: the, of... the knee with
1: the with, oh, the, with, with the the pol- a kente cloth. Oh no! Oh, that just.
2: Nancy Pelosi uh-huh. and th- that's
1: exactly like the kind of like white supremacist fl- like self flagellation that they think holds themselves accountable but doesn't actually do shit um, because right. they're still like participating in in the case of Nancy Pelosi she's like the head of the power structure or rather right. she's almost at the head of the power structure that codifies white supremacy mm-hmm. and fascism and racism um, in the case of these like Girl boss. <laughs> oh (laughs) yeah and in the case of the the the, like fucking change and uh, feminist period um and like so you want to talk about like the way they hold themselves accountable and be like oh no we're we're giving back is just telling people to fucking vote oh my gosh
0: no but like Mm -hmm. that's the thing like uh chain like these types of accounts and in uh in addition to that like some movements such as like dsa for example uh actually like they're their, their main motivation is to funnel revolutionary energy into electoral modes of change Ugh, or DSA. "quote unquote" change again. Literally, they really make you pay anything.
2: for A membership. What? Like I was looking into DSA for UT because I was like, I want more leftist friends. But then mm-hmm. like they're like, oh, you have to pay this fee. I'm like, what? <laughs> and then I'm like, these are not real leftists. They having If you have to pay to get in, <laughs> like yeah.
0: And when it's focused so hard on electoral like methods mm-hmm. especially under a, a society where electoralism doesn't really make change and electoralism really only exists as a front for like corporations to like yep. exit their power <laughs> while still like showing you like oh like this is democracy right definitely like consent into this <laughs> this is
2: what democracy is <laughs>
0: sorry <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um yeah that's <laughs> I don't even remember what I was going to say, but electoralism. Um, electoralism. Yeah. yeah, it's the the amount of change that can happen within a capitalist society through means that it has deemed as legitimate are very very slim. Uh, as like if you've taken a push or like looked into um, I don't know. Actually, taking a push doesn't really.
2: It depends necessarily on who's causes... teacher. Yeah, that, that's yeah, because yeah.
0: But like what I'm trying to say is that money is really the driving powerhouse behind capitalist societies. Uh, people with money have more power than people without money. This is evidenced mm-hmm. by like you're you're not able to survive without money. So it's therefore, more, the
2: yeah. Oh, I like, was gonna say it's more expensive to be poor.
0: Oh yeah, that too. And yeah. it's like when you are constantly indebted and to like property holders and to people who uh, are. Like controlling your access to housing, food, and survival, then it is undoubtable that a power structure will create itself. Um, and yeah, it's like a, a capitalist society's reform, quote unquote, only exists to the extent that the wealthy and corporate powerhouses allow it to. Uh, like labor laws, for example. Like they, again back to the six hundred dollar COVID bill. Like that included like five thousand pages, like most of which were definitely not about COVID aid. Um, there were pages about imperialism in China, uh, increasing funding towards the military, uh, taking down. Like decades of labor laws,
1: giving like thirty billion dollars to a, the fake president of Venezuela, Juan Guaido. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: Oh, um, Juan Guaido. Oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> but like that's the thing. Like, oh, electoralism within a capitalist state is not the goal, or it 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 really can't accomplish what we need it to, or what we need in terms it of
2: doesn't change. give the people any semblance of power or well exactly. it gives them a semblance of power but like not actually yeah it like...
1: gives them like the illusion of power but not like the <laughs> yeah
2: yeah like go vote of... you're gonna make a difference like okay sorry okay maybe uh... for swing states but <laughs> otherwise like
0: it's like when you give like your little cousin like a fake remote controller without any batteries <laughs> in it while you're playing the Wii yeah. like that's that's proletariat is the
1: little cousin
2: <laughs> like when electoralism
1: you, like... is the Nintendo <laughs> that you're pretending that you're playing and letting them think they're playing
2: yeah.
0: yeah and big corporations and wealthy people are the people who actually have the Wiimote <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, this intellectual. Rise up, just... rise
1: up. Take the Wiimote back, people. <laughs> oh my gosh.
2: we oh, you're ascending.
1: But yeah, another
0: thing to think about, like again, tying back into global solidarity is uh, w- keeping in mind the goals of a capitalist society and the intentions of a capitalist oppressor uh, are that these exist as long as capitalism does so when we think about welfare and when we think about um, like providing aid in that manner we also need to remain vigilant in enforcing global solidarity and keeping in mind the oppression of people across the global south uh, like again with, with like nordic uh, socialism and democratic socialism and like bernie aoc types like At some point, yeah, it becomes like a question of how much are are they or how much sorry, (laughs) it's it becomes like more of a question of uh how much you're willing to get paid in order to consent to the exploitation of other people like halfway around the world. At which
1: point you're part and parcel of the oppressor.
0: Exactly, like. uh the importance of solidarity and global solidarity really stretch far past the limitations that reform ever can have um Ugh, yeah reform
1: far. yeah like we don't <laughs> we don't rag on white people as settlers because like because of some like deep seated like hatred bullying. for white skin <laughs> um we do it like, again, because settlerhood is constituted by the fact that you are, like, you're benefiting from stolen land, you're benefiting exactly. from the super exploitation of black people. Um, and as is the case with those fucking Nazis at the Capitol the other day, uh, they were white people who just wanted a bigger piece of the, like, colon- settler colonial pie. Mm uh-huh. hmm. And of course, like non Black people of color can also be settlers, especially like um, immigrants. Mm -hmm. Not yeah, like immigrants from like fucking Canada or like Asia. From the
2: discourse I've seen, like um, everyone is considered a settler unless they're Black or Indigenous, and then um, colonizers are the ones who actively like, uh, like continue of like yeah, yeah. like
1: continue to exploit the land. Yeah, yeah i agree yeah
2: that's the discourse i've seen on it
0: (laughs) but yeah it's a yeah consistently trying to like both realize and educate yourself and others around like the various ways that we enable this type of oppression or benefit from it ourselves and also remaining very watchful about how this continues even despite uh small concessions towards our own survival or small benefits in our own communities is especially important um
1: but yeah i mean yeah i think we've kind of blown past two hours here which we're, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna split these up into do two y'all
2: episodes. edit yeah okay i was yeah. like sometimes i said random shit that didn't
1: make any sense <laughs> <laughs> those are hit. the parts that we have to keep in though i don't know
2: yeah,
0: but yeah we we're really hated happy, them very uh, much um uh yeah it's been really great talking to y'all mm-hmm. and uh again Thank to the listener happy. We're, we're happy that you made it this far uh and we're glad that you uh uh, yeah our difficulties regarding covid podcasting over zoom uh are extensive but we're happy that you sat through it and hope you had a fun time yeah but yeah also uh Follow do y'all door. yes <laughs> <laughs> do y'all have anything else to like uh we we have a few like resources we can plug i guess um I think so yeah like um... mutual aid things um i've well let me just pull out my yeah. phone but my last you... thing... I have some
2: stuff for austin
0: Ooh, cool okay wait but now what were you
1: gonna say uh my last thing to plug is uh dustin higgs is um oh yeah. Wrongful... yeah he's uh wrongful he's a black man and they're uh on death row in maryland and there is a whole lot of evidence that he was wrongly convicted of the murders um of which he was convicted mm-hmm. uh So I believe his execution is scheduled for January 15th, which is in a little bit less than a week. Um, We'll be plugging phone numbers and resources, but if you can um, and you have a demonstration near you, please, please get on the street and organize. Please, please uh, make phone calls, agitate, um, create fucking agitprop, whatever. Um, We don't want to show the same complacence that we showed when brandon bernard was executed um and as we all know the trump administration is trying to push as many federal executions as they can um between december and uh the end of his term so yeah we'll be plugging some resources one that i know off the top of my head is saved uh Uh, and there's like yeah
2: save dustin higgs instagram Mm -hmm. i think it's called And then, um, I also have some, like, mutual aids for Austin, I can plug, um, so there's ATX Free Fridge on Instagram, you can just look, it's just literally ATX Free Fridge, and then there's ATX Reparations, which is, like, um, it it centers the, uh, urgent, or needs of, um, Black and Indigenous, Indigenous people in Austin, um and then there's street forum atx on instagram also these are all on instagram there's brown girl collective dot atx that's run by a friend i know um she's really cool um and then there's mutual aid atx uh and then there's an atx mental health fund but yeah those are some mutual aid instagrams i want to shout out and then yeah julius you had some
0: oh yeah sure uh there are a few like other accounts on instagram uh, but like funds for caregivers—that's the number four. Uh, uh, I know. Um, what was it? Uh, oh yeah. Open your purse. Open y r purse. Like th- there, there are a few different uh profiles like that. Uh, and they usually like aggregate um just like re- uh, mutual aid requests from primarily like Black and Indigenous people who need them. Uh, and especially in times like these when so many people are. Going to be struggling once they're facing eviction or just struggling because they can't uh, purchase like f- basic necessities like food and housing and just sur- like things that they need to survive. It is especially important to provide in any way that you can, and like if you have the means, I absolutely encourage people to engage in direct aid and to help others. Like that is just like very like basic praxis, you know. Um, like survival pending revolution too like uh, while revolutionary intentions are amazing and good to have uh, another very important thing is just people have to ex- eat yeah expression <laughs> compassion yeah Expressing and this compassion, is a
2: revolutionary yeah. act in and of itself so. of
0: course yeah
2: yeah but and yeah. then is that all you wanted to plug
1: oh uh, yeah, yeah
0: if you have anything else you want to say
1: okay. I just wanted to say that shoplifting is okay and looting is also okay Yes, yeah. if, you
2: work in, if you work in stores, like, just...
1: The other way. Just... Yeah, <laughs> yep. you didn't see
2: anything. <laughs> oh, but I wanted to plug my Twitter. It's my name. So it's at C-I-T-L-A-L-L-I-S-F. <laughs> and follow me there. Like, I'm pretty Yeah, I'm pretty
0: cool. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> and all then, right. yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, We hope you all enjoyed this episode. Wherever you're listening to it, whether it's on minecraft or uh in a car or whatever i don't know where people listen oh to podcasts but... i listen to music
1: on minecraft i yeah uh, i've come into listening Wait, to podcasts do
2: that
1: oh no not like on minecraft but like while i'm doing oh like... this is evidence that neither of our brains are working
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. oh my god yeah i i've spent so many hours on
1: minecraft but <laughs> besides the point help um... help my child played too much minecraft and now they're a communist oh my god.
2: Oh my god. Can I tell a funny
1: story?
2: One of my friends friends wanted to be fuck buddies with this one guy, but she talked about Roblox, and he (laughs) ghosted her. Oh, no. (laughs) That was stupid. Oh,
0: wow. (laughs) Okay, well, on that note, uh, solidarity forever. Thank you so much for listening, and we will be back with another episode sometime soon, hopefully.
1: No promises. (laughs)
2: <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, Bye. <laughs> All right. Bye. <laughs>